0: Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hey, you guys. I'm
1: super excited today because I get to bless you on today. I get to bless you with the awesome word of God. How many of you know I've been laboring in this thing? for the last couple of days so that I can make sure that I'm hearing what is happening in the spirit to be able to give you a of word on today. How many of you know a of word is an on-time word for a right now situation? Catch that, it's an on-time word for a right now situation. Because the truth of the matter is that we're trying to maneuver through what is happening in our lives on a day-to-day basis and we need a of word oftentimes to guide us through. You can think of a rimmer word like a candle that's lit in the middle of a place that's dark and it's going to guide you through to get to your expected end. So allow me in this particular season, starting off the month of October, to be that candlelight for you or that uh, guiding light in your challenging situations so that you will know how special you really are to God, so that you will know that God has not left you or forsaken you Here in this place that you're in right now, God has a plan for you. How many of you know that he has a plan concerning our lives, concerning your life, concerning my life, because he loves his people. So without further ado, I'm releasing a new series that actually I put the word out yesterday by a prophetic word. When we walked into the month of October, I released a prophetic word over God's people saying what was happening in the spirit. And that actually birthed out this series called the flow series, the flow series. We're talking about how to flow with the anointing, how to flow with the Holy Spirit, because oftentimes we think we're flowing with the Holy Spirit, but we're really on our own agenda. And the Holy Spirit has been scheduled out of it. But how many of you know On today? uh, Things have changed. There's been a miraculous shift in your life a miraculous shift in the spirit realm and a miraculous shift here in just everything around you is coming aligned to what it is that God wants you to do in this season and this particular series is going to bless you called the flow series and it's consisting of a total of 3 podcasts it'll be podcast 43 podcast 44 and podcast 45 will encompass the flow series. And to start the flow series today, we're going to talk about get in the flow. If I had to title today's topic, it would be titled get in the flow. I'm going to need you to get in the flow in this particular season. Get in the flow. I want that to get in your spirit when you're in the shower, when you're in the car, when you're cooking, when you're talking to somebody, I decree and declare that it's going to bubble out of you to get in the flow. You're going to begin to remind the people around you, and you're going to begin to decree and declare that they would get in the flow of the move of God as things are aligning concerning his people. If I had to come out of a scripture today, it's actually going to be multiple scriptures. I'm going to come out of Three scriptures, and I'm going to braid all three scriptures together to be a three-rope cord, because you know a three-rope cord is hard to break. How many of you know that on today? I'm going to be braiding together Jeremiah 2 and 13, which talks about God the Father as the fountain of your life. I'll be talking about Psalms 36 and 9, which talks about. The Jesus Christ, the Son, as the spring of your life. That's a water spring of your life. And then I'll be wrapping it up in John, John 4 and 14, where I'm talking about the Spirit as the river of living water. I'll be talking about the Spirit as the river of living water. Again, I'll be coming out of Jeremiah two and 13, Psalms 36 and nine, John four and 14. And I pray that you keep up with me today. and take some notes down. If you don't take notes, listen, absorb it, and then come back to it on the replay. Cause you'll be able to come back to it on the replay. So this whole series started out when I was in the spirit, praying corporately uh, under the house that, that I'm currently allowing my, well, I'm not, but God's allowing my mantle to rest. So I'm in a corporate worship with them, our normal routine uh, Wednesday prayer. And that's our time where we just go in and we, we personally refresh and we, we personally intercede for the people of God. So during that time, I always have high expectations of what God is going to do, what he's going to show me and what he's going to release for the days to come. And on this particular Wednesday, he showed me a waterfall. Now, this particular Wednesday was a lot different from my other Wednesdays. You know, we were just kind of all just kind of resting and I feel like we were all just kind of stroking in the water that God began to pour out. And when he began to pour out, there was no tussling in it. People just got into it and flowed and God began to show me a picture Now, the picture that he showed me was a picture of a waterfall. This picture of this waterfall was very, very significant because when you look inside of prophetic symbols, prophetic and our prophetic dictionary, um, it gives us details surrounding the scriptures of symbols that God speaks to us. How many of you know that God speaks to us in pictures? Yes, he does. He speaks to us in pictures. The reason I know he speaks to us in pictures is because in the Old Testament, he oftentimes you hear us call them types and shadows. He foreshadows things with a word that you should draw a picture in your mind so that when you see it in the future in a picture, what I call like a cinematic, I run that scripture through my mind it becomes clear. This is how he speaks. It, 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 I mean, think about the parables. When he tells a story, he, he's looking at uh, a seed, a sower, a, a farmer goes to sow seed, et cetera, et cetera. He's always painting these vivid pictures or these vivid uh, videos or these vivid cinematics so you can get a quick snapshot of this breathing and living word and it can begin to come to life for you. So as I'm sitting there, I see this waterfall and immediately I didn't know exactly what it is. I knew it was something in the spirit, but I didn't have quick clarity because normally when I see water, I know that this water signifies the Holy Spirit. That's just what it does. It signifies the Holy Spirit. You say, well, why do you say that? It's because the word of God tells me that he, he tells us that out of our belly shall come living water. That living water is the Holy Spirit. The woman at the well that he, he, Jesus Christ meets the Samaritan woman at the well, this woman is going there to pull out water. She's doing her day-to-day evolution of getting water. So she's there, not worried about anything. Matter of fact, I don't even think she thought she was going to have a divine appointment on that day. I think she thought she was just going to get water, and it was she was doing business as usual. And she ended up bumping into a promise on that day. And with the promise she bumped into was Jesus Christ hanging out at the well and poses the question to her that, hey, I can give you some water that you would thirst no more. So this is how I know that the water signifies the Holy Spirit. And there's multiple scriptures. The deer that panted by the water, he's panted after God. He's pant- That's that Holy Spirit, that, that still water that's in the pastures that David talks about, green pastures and still waters. Still waters is the Holy Spirit, that enter anointing that just flows, just flows. So when I saw this waterfall, I knew it was something to do with the Spirit, but I just couldn't figure it out. Like, what does this have to do with anything? And, and I'm going to just, just describe it the way that I wrote it down as I was preparing this lesson for you on today. It says the first thing I saw was a powerful and a beautiful waterfall. The first thing I saw was a powerful and a beautiful waterfall. This represents a new outpouring of the external spirit of God with great power. The source of the waterfall came from three sources. Now you got to you got to try to picture this in your mind. It's a full waterfall. But I can see that this waterfall is sourced from three different sources flowing into one waterfall. Catch that. Three different sources flowing into one beautiful, yet powerful waterfall. So as I see these three sources, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit is what I was experiencing as I was looking at this waterfall. This waterfall signified the triune God, the triune waterfall. This is what he was saying. This is the triune waterfall. This is where all blessings flow. This is where all blessings flow. But it didn't stop there because for a minute I was kind of taken back and I asked myself, in my intellect, get this, I'm in the spirit, but I flip back into my intellect. We do that often because we're trying to analyze the spirit with a natural mindset. And I had to stop for a minute and I just begin to press in because I could feel myself slip into trying to figure it out in my my natural senses. So I started to press in more and press in more and thank God for our uh, prayer team because they continue to pray because we know how to flow together. So they kept pressing in. As they were pressing in, my pictures and impressions in my mind became just that much more clear. So as I press in, he then begins to speak to me more about this waterfall. And I'm looking at the waterfall, and that is where we flip over to Jeremiah 2 and 13. And this is what he says to me The flowing triune God, the Father as the fountain of life. The sun as the spring of life and the spirit as the river of life. Now, let's go over to Jeremiah 2 and 13, because see, when we have visions and impressions, they should all be in a line with the word of God. This shouldn't be you uh, putting your own spin on it and, and uh, getting your uh, symbols from, out of your visions from worldly things. The symbols are in the word of God. God clarifies himself. He doesn't need man to give an interpretation, write an e-book or whatever we do. He clarifies himself in his word. Whatever he shows us is in his word. It is crucial. As this season of prophetic begins to uh, spring forth, I saw it like a bubbling spring the other day. It was bubbling a little bit out of the, I was seeing it bubble out of the water, a small spring. And it was like a little bit of bubbling. Then it just began to shoot up and it was going like not where it could be flowing fully, but it was trying to come up out of those, out of this uh, dry place that I saw the other day. And that's kind of how I think of this thing that he's trying to bubble, bubble bubble this prophetic anointing to, to the people that they might understand it. And I can appreciate the Holy Spirit in this season, doing it in a slow way, doing it in a slow way so that it doesn't overwhelm people. But as he's doing it, you're going to be stirred up in your mind, stirred up in your spirit and you must go to the word of God so God can reveal to you what it is that he showed you. How are you going to go to a worldly thing to reveal something spiritual? It don't work that way. It just don't work that way. You can't go to a a different source to try to to, uh, understand a spiritual source. You have to go to the spiritual supplier of that source and ask him, what are you trying to say to me? Show me in your word what it is that I'm supposed to get out of this vision. So I'm in Jeremiah 2 and 13. This is how it reads. Jeremiah 2 and 13, for those that just popped on, the title of today is get in the flow, get in the flow, get in the flow. This is what it says. For my people have done two evil things. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. Get that? The fountain of living water. And they have dug themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Okay. So those of you that are skeptical because I'm talking about a waterfall and and you're like, oh, I don't even know about all that. We already getting clarification right now of what this living water is and how the Lord clarifies it in Jeremiah 2 and 13. He puts basically a a verdict on the people or accuses them. That's a better word of, of abandoning him for two things. The first thing is, they have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. And I, I kind of want to anchor there so we don't get off. He's basically calling himself the fountain of living water. I am the fountain. Everything runs out of me. It was made for me, by me. This is all belongs to, to me. It belongs to God. And I'm the living fountain. And you've abandoned me. You've abandoned your source. Source, And you, wh- you wonder why you're tired. You wonder why you're feeling distressed. You wonder why... Uh, you 're feeling confused in your mind you 've abandoned the source of your supply once you unplug from the source it 's no different than a, a plug there 's no more energy flowing through you and and a challenge becomes for Christians on today and i 'm going to say this i 'm going to say this this is going to be a hard one so i 'm going i 'm going to need you to brace yourself hold on to something before I say this. What ends up happening as christians sometimes i 'm not saying all the times, but could it be that we get to this place where we're not putting any word in us, we're just operating, and everything's empty. so you you you're not really putting out nothing. What you're putting out is an illusion. And it's self-help books you throwing in there. You, you, something you saw on TV, you throwing in there. And it sounds good. So I'm going to say this today and call this a word. I'm going I'm to say this is, you know, part of the word. Anything to excuse us from reading the word of God. But how many of you know that there's without any excuse, we have to get in the word of God. It's for our good. It is for our good. It's not, trust me, when you take the time to get in the word of God, it's for your good. He's trying to get something to you. Just like I'm getting in the word to get something to you. It's no different for you. We have to get into that word so we don't find ourselves out of commission because we didn't ran out of gas. We didn't run out of gas. We don't want that. You don't want to be like the virgins who they don't got no oil. They didn't ran out of oil. The bridegroom on time because they didn't ran out of oil. And then on top of that, ask to borrow somebody else's. Hello. And, and, and why didn't you get your own oil? You know that we have the same responsibilities to get in the word and pray. Why didn't you get your own oil? Why didn't you value this relationship or take this serious enough, take this serious enough to make sure that you was ready for the fight, that you was ready for this road that we're traveling, that you were ready You didn't take it serious enough. You haphazardly showed up out here. We don't want to do that in this season. We want to understand that this waterfall is the source and he wants to flow to you. How many of you know today, get in the flow. We have to get in the flow. This is the interesting thing about a waterfall. And we'll go over to Psalms 36 and 9. You can flip there while while I'm talking about this and then I'll gracefully go over to Psalms 36. 36 and 9, which is going to talk about the Son as the spring of life, because we've already clarified that God, God himself is the fountain of life. He's the fountain of life. God, we just saw that in Jeremiah. Then we're going to flip over to Psalms 36 and 9, which is going to talk about his son, Jesus Christ, as the spring of life. But before we go there, I want you to understand that this waterfall is signifies how God flows throughout the ages unhindered. This waterfall signals how God flows throughout the ages unhindered. There's nothing that catches God by surprise. There's nothing that he doesn't know ha- that's happening. It's like he's just in shock. He's not. He flows throughout the ages unhindered. And I love it. I love it when I hear that word unhindered because all these unnecessary things often hinder us in life. But God's power, his mercy, this, this beautiful power is unhindered. He, all power is in his hand. Nothing can stop the move of God. The reason I love that is because as I per- these blessings over you today and decree and declare these blessings over you today, you can trust and put a guarantee on not me as the prophet. You can put a guarantee on the word of God. It's on him to fulfill what he said he's going to do. And he's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he would have to repent. He's a man of his word. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to leave and forsake you. You can trust him because he's never did anything to cause you to untrust him. Hello, I said it. He's never did anything. His reputation is completely flawless. There's nobody out there that can come to me to show me that they have a flawless reputation, but a a, a powerful, all-knowing God. He's the only person with this flawless reputation. But I said this waterfall, this triune God, with the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is flowing throughout the ages unhindered. Now, as I saw this waterfall, let's get back to this waterfall. The waterfall, we see the sources flowing into one that went to all four corners of the earth. And you say, well, what does that mean? What do you mean is going to to all four corners of the earth? I'm glad you asked me that. I'm really glad you asked because I'm ready to tell you what that signifies. See, this waterfall's purpose is to water man, water humanity in all directions, in all over the earth, to every tribe, to every tongue, to every people and every nation. This water is flowing all four corners of the earth. This waterfall that I've explained to you, this triune God, he's moving in all four corners of the earth. It was a tremendous amount of water, too, as I'm looking at it. This tremendous amount of water pouring down. It was quiet and long in height as it's just churning and flowing. And I can see all the froth of it. And it's just flowing out to all four corners of the earth, trying to touch all of humanity. This is the external outward pouring of the anointing. This is what we talk about in Joel when he says he's going to pour out his anointing on flesh on all men. This is what we're talking about in this season. Yes, we have an internal anointing that's on the inside of us. That's that living water out of your belly shall come living water. That's the living water, that anointing that's internal to you. But when you begin to speak that word, decree and declare, or, or speak to the life of the thing and the circumstances, like when he took the prophet on the hill and told him to speak to the valley of dry bones. Yeah, that's what he did. He told him, speak to the valley of dry bones. You know what he told him that? He didn't tell him that for him. God already know what's going to happen. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the alpha and the omega. He's outside of time looking at you. That's why he can see the beginning and the end. He took him on the hill not to impress himself. He took him on the hill so that the prophet can see what was inside of him. So that the prophet can see the power that can come out of him. That that thing that's inside of you has so much power. Only if you would speak it out. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. He's trying to get us in this hour to understand that this outward pouring of the anointing is coming from the triune God. There is not one more powerful than the other. They are all of equal substance and then they are to receive equal worship. Period. He's saying, y'all have to understand in this hour, the anointing is flowing from one source. One source. Combined of these three sources creating this one source anointing. Externally flowing that we can operate in only if we would get in the flow. I want you to speak that to yourself. Only if I can get in the flow. This external waterfall is already here. He showed it to me in the spirit. He's not gonna show me something that has not already happened. He's saying, look, I'm only telling you what the father already, this is what the father says. I'm showing you what the father has said. It's settled in heaven. It's already flowing. It's up to us to open our eyes to see it, to open our eyes to see it. And you say, well, how do we open our eyes? We open our spiritual eyes. Our spiritual eyes. And I know we have two sets of eyes because, come on now, we can talk about Saul who was turned into Paul. Well, Saul's on the road to Damascus. Come on now. His Damascus situation was there. He's like doing his, his normal day-to-day thing on fire to kill Christians. He's on fire to kill Christians. Not literally on fire, but with uh, full of z- like zeal, zeal and he's, he's, he's murdering Christians. And, but on this road experience, his eyes become opened up. He falls off the horse. The Holy Spirit shines to the point that it blinds him, asks him a few questions. You can go back and read, Asks Paul a few questions and asking him, why did he, why are you persecuting me? Paul comes to a revelation, revelation later, because remember he's blinded after that. He has to go, uh, go to the prophet's house while he's blind. And it was only after a few days because he's blind and he's fasting, he would not eat. The scales came off of his eyes and he was converted. He was converted on the road, but I, I believe he came into the recognition of really saying, I'm really converted. The scales are off my eyes. It says his eyes had scales that was removed. That leads me to believe that there we can walk. There's a possibility. Just consider the fact that you might not be seeing all that God is doing in the spirit. Yeah, I know we look through a foggy glass when we get revelation, it's not clear, but I'm saying being, God is not going to have us unaware. He's going to speak something to us that we would know what he's doing in this particular hour. And he's pouring out an external anointing that you have access to. You have access to it. If you're a believer, you're walking upright, your hands is clean and your heart and motives are in the right place. You have access to a double portion. I know that I'm right on today because in Kings, Elijah and Elijah, let's talk about Elijah. We talk about the Elijah with the J. And his protege, Elisha with the S is standing there before Elijah, his master gets caught up. Now, he's he, the first thing he says is, tell me, tell me what you want. He says he wants a double portion. He's told him, if you can see What's happening in the spirit when I get caught up? Then you'll receive a double portion. Come on now, do you see what I see? That's the question I have for you today. Do you see what I see? I'm seeing in the spirit that God has already put the, the revival is happening. We just need to get in the flow. We have to get in the flow. And and do you see what I see? See, this is the thing about seeing in the spirit. Because God is an all-knowing God, you have to begin to ask yourself, What is my motive for seeing in the spirit? See, Elijah's motive had to be checked, else God wouldn't even open up the spirit realm to him. His motive had to be pure as to why he wanted a double portion. See, some of us want a double portion of stuff. Some of us want money. Some of us want businesses so we can floss so we can show everybody that I got this and I proved you wrong. Yeah, we do that. I proved you wrong. You thought you was holding me back. Look at me now. And God is saying, wait a minute. Where's all that coming from? Where's all that coming from? I'm not a God that blesses for you to exploit someone that doesn't have it. I'm not a God that blesses for you to showboat and try to get vengeance on somebody. What, what, you got this all wrong. Your motive is impure. Your motive is just, it's out, of, it's out of sequence. And when your motive is impure, why would God put power in the hands of somebody who would be rampant with it, who would be rampant with it, and who would hurt his people? See, the farther you go up in the kingdom, the more humble you become because you understand you're there as a a gift to allow the the flow of the Holy Spirit to flow through you because you understand it's not your anointing. You understand that this belongs to God and I must steward his stuff the way he wants me to steward it, not how I want to steward it. I can't just go do any and everything and call myself a child of God. You know what? That's a whole different sermon. I'm not even going to go there with y'all today. I'm not. Because today I'm speaking blessings over you. This waterfall is going to meet every need in your life in this season only if you step into the flow. This is a voluntary effort. I can't force you to get in the flow. I can only tell you that in the spirit, there's a flow and you have to trust the words of the prophet so that your eyes might be opened up and you can step into the flow if you can't already see the flow. Because there are some people that already see the flow. And they're getting in it. And, and, I, and I would be inclined to say because their motives are right. Their motives are right. They're, they're not trying to get in the flow so that they can rise to the occasion and be the woman or the man of the hour. They're getting in the flow because they understand that this is a dying world out here. People need hope out here. We ought to be a light unto man at this particular time in our life. This is not some old getting on some old you stuff. That's not what this is about. The anointing being poured out like that is to help people that are in need to love on them, to let them know that God loves them through your life, through your actions, how you treat them, what you say, what you do, how you operate. That's the flow of the the anointing in this particular season. So as I was saying, this anointing flow to all the corners of the earth. The best example that I can give you as to why getting in the flow in this particular hour in the month of October, moving throughout the rest of the year is important. is because as you get into the waterfalls of God's presence, catch this, as you get into the waterfalls of God's presence, all of your old issues will begin to melt off. The chains, the bondage, the issues with your job, the issues with your spouse, the issues with your kids, the personal issues in your health, the issues with your emotional uh, awareness, those things will begin to wash away. The pain that you experience from being molested, probably people maybe became raped, anything. You know, your wife leaving you, your husband leaving you, the ministry disappointing you, leaving you in a place that you didn't want to be. I'm telling you right now, get in the waterfall. God says, I want to wash it away. I have something new and fresh for you. It's going to refresh you in a way that you have never seen. I'm here to wash all that away. Put that stuff aside. Get in the flow. When you get in the flow and I begin to wash it away. You'll begin to see the glory of God forming upon your life in this waterfall because you're in His presence. And in His presence, there's the fullness thereof. Come on, there. He's going to, that consecration, that power, and that freedom is in His presence. The Lord is calling us as believers to enter into His waterfall in this hour. He's causing us and telling us and signaling us His heartbeat is saying, Get into the waterfall of my presence. We are standing back, admiring the problem. This is what my supervisor always says. When there needs to be a resolution to something, and we're all in the office looking at it, talking about it, you know, just going on and on about it. He'll say, stop admiring the problem. I need a resolution. And that anchors in my heart. I don't need to sit back and admire what's going on in the world. I don't need to do that. I need to be the solution. You are a solution to it. As a child of God, if you're listening to me, you are the solution. If you see the problem, you're the solution to it. You are the solution. Or you have access to the solution for the problem and you're just not recognizing it because you're so busy admiring the problem. So in this season, no more admiring the problem. I need you to get in the flow. Get in the waterfall of God's presence. Remember I told you at the beginning, God flows throughout the ages unhindered. You can get in his presence. He's going to wash off those issues and he's going to set you afire. He's going to set you afire. Like Jeremiah said, it's like, fire shut up in my bones, that is the kind of anointing he's pouring out. He's pouring it out where you're going to be excited again. He's pouring it out where you're going to be refreshed again. He's pouring it out where you're going to be like, wow, I haven't felt like this since I was first saved. He's going to refresh you. You're getting ready to get new creative ideas. You're going to want to start to be a forerunner. You're going to, and I won't even say start, you was already a forerunner, but you just ran out of steam. I'm telling you that's over for you. Get in the flow, get in the flow. God said, no more will you run out of steam for your strength is in me. You're getting ready to run your race. You're getting ready to run your race in your lane. And and I mean, you're going to do it and you're going to finish this thing and you're going to finish it strong because you're going to be finishing it in him. Now, how to get in the flow. I'm glad you asked how to get in the flow. You have to lay aside those things that hinder you. You have to grab those issues of life and you got to put it at God's feet. You got to get in the flow. There are some days of preparation in these days to come and you must purposefully enter into his presence. you got to get into this waterfall. you got to get into the flow so that you can soak there. You have to soak in the waterfall. I'm not asking you to step in and step out. This ain't that kind of party. You are getting in God's presence and you are going to become soaked in the anointing of God. You are going to be soaked like a sponge. Think of a dry sponge and you know how it's dry and it's really, really flat. But then when water hits it and when it gets soaked to a certain degree, it starts to expand. That is where you're at. You're gonna be so saturated. That this anointing is going to be inside of your pores. People are going to want to sit around you because your very presence excites them. Your very presence gives them peace. Your very presence is telling them that it's going to be all right. That's how saturated you're going to be after you soak in the presence of this waterfall that God has in store for you. It's right now. Right now. Get in his presence. Get in the flow. He's going to lift off all those issues that are hindering you, that are on your shoulder, the weight that you feel. God said, I'm going to wash it away. I'm going to wash it away, son. I'm going to wash it away, daughter. Get in the flow. Get in this flow. And I need you to sit there. I need you to sit in my presence. Sit at my feet. Let me just wash your hair. Let me just wash your back. Let me just wash all over you. Let me just wash all that stuff away so that you can feel refreshed again. So you can hear my love speaking to you again so that the background noise can stop in your life and you can hear this still small voice. You don't have to look over there to the east or the west. I'm right here with you. Get in the flow. Get in the flow. Three points I want to make. And I'm closing three points. I want to make for this season to be in the presence of God in that waterfall, because in that presence, there's going to be a freedom for you. There's blessings for you. You don't have to work so hard. God's saying, I want you to rest. Let me do it. See how easy it is, daughter, son, when you sit back in my presence and let me do it for you. Imagine a world where you don't have to do nothing. You can just speak it and it's fixed. That's the kind of place God's trying to take you to, where you speak to the storm on your way to work. You set the atmosphere and say, when I walk into this, into my job on today. The whole office is going to be at peace. I decree and declare a peaceful office today. I decree and declare that the people will be in a spirit of rest and excellency and togetherness when I get in the office. That's the kind of world he has you operating in. If you would get into the flow. Now, the first point I want to make to get into this flow is learn the ways of the spirit. Learn the ways of the spirit. How do you learn the ways of the spirit? I'm glad you asked. You have to begin to move forward in him in a more personal way, in a personal way. You can't go through this season showing up at church thinking that everything's going to come over the pulpit. I said it. I said it just like that. I said it loud and clear. Newsflash, newsflash, said it just like that. You can't keep showing up at church Thinking everything's going to come over the pulpit. God's saying, I'm doing a lot of work and I'm wanting to speak to you on a one on one basis. I want to talk to you one on one. There are some things I want to show you that I haven't showed anybody else because those are the secrets that I have that I want to show you in our relationship. So, point number one learn the ways of the Spirit. To learn the ways, you have to spend personal time with God. You spend personal time with Him in order to begin to step into the flow of the spirit, especially in a corporate setting. When you're spending time with God outside the church, it shows when you show up at the church because you show up at the church ready to pour out what God has poured into you to take to the church. So when you're spending time with God, you are getting poured into, it's like a basket. And you walk back over to the church with your little basket when you show up and you pour out all the things that God has for them, that he's floating through you. That's how it's supposed to work. But oftentimes we work in reverse. We show up with an empty basket and tell everybody at church to fill it up. Not in this season. I decree and declare that you will show up already filled. You will not even allow your tank to get under a half a a tank, that you will be in such a deep relationship with God that you will be just an abundance of anointing overflowing through you. Point number two, become intimate in the relationship with God through prayer and reading his word. Become intimate in the relationship with God through his prayer and his word. You said, what do you mean intimate? What do you mean intimate? The reason you have to become intimate with God is so he can impregnate you with A vision. People that birth a lot of things spend a lot of time with God so that they can get pregnant. Literally. Literally. When you spend time with God, He now knows you, He now trusts you, and He can begin to reveal to you the mysteries concerning you. When He reveals to you the mysteries concerning you, you become pregnant with a vision. And you're pregnant because He's spending time with you. No different than in a marriage. You spend time with your spouse. You end up doing things and you become pregnant with a child. So God is saying through prayer, through the word of God, I'm going to impregnate you so that you can birth out something that's going to be a blessing to him and to his people. Point number three. Minister to one another. I'm going to anchor on this so hard throughout this season. It is so crucial. Our, I mean, our pastor put this out and and I don't even know if anyone was aware how big of a nugget this is ministering to one another ministering to one another ministering to one another as you spend time with God in the word and through prayer he'll put you in a corporate setting so that needs can be met through you in a particular way and vice versa so when you have a need and you show up With the mindset of I'm seeking you first, the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto me and you put your agenda aside, not focused on you. You are focused on the things of God. He's going to send someone in something to take care of the things that you need, because that's just how it works when we are ministering in that way. To one another, it pleases God. We are a ministering church. That's what our, our pastor said. A ministering church it is so crucial to get that. I mean, it just rests on me. I love it. When I heard it, I could have felt and turned and threw myself all over the floor, all over the pews, all everywhere when I heard it. A ministering church. We minister to God. God ministers to us and we minister to one another. Ministering to one another is how we help a world that feels hopeless. That's how we, that's that he, we're, we are here as ambassadors of Christ. And as an ambassador, you have the highest credentials to represent God in the earthly realm, recognize your power and get in the flow, recognize who you are, child of God and get in the flow. You of royal priesthood, stop putting your garments in dirt. You are of royal priesthood. You not like them. Stop trying to blend in, please stop it. You're wasting time. You're not like them. They're never going to accept you because they're not of your kind. You need to get in a flow, get around like minded people so that you can do what God has for you to do. The reason you feel like I just really want more because you do want more. You're a woman and a man of impact. God wants to use you in a mighty way. That's why you feel poor. He's not going to let you go because His love will find the. It goes. It says, "How wide? Who can know His love? It's so wide. It's so deep. It's so long. He's going to. His love will find us. This is why I love Him. This is why I love Him. I love God. I love Him because His love found me. It found you on today. That's why you're listening. Not because you just happened to just get on the station. It's because he ordained you to get on the station because he loves you and he wants you to know, you know what? I got something awesome for you. That urge that you feel on the inside, I put it there because I love you. And that's that's the beacon of light inside of you drawing you to me. You better know God loves you on today and I'm getting ready to close. I want to recap the three points of how to get in the flow. Again, our title was get in the flow. Get in the flow, get in the flow so God can begin to wash all those issues and and allow you to elevate to the occasion. Three points, three things you have to do so that you can get in the flow. You have to learn the ways of the spirit. You learn the ways of the spirit by spending time in your personal life and making God a priority. Number two, as you're making him a priority, you become more intimate. So you start to be transparent with God. You start to let him into those areas that you you keep off limits, that you just don't want him to touch yet. Yeah, your smoke life, you're dealing with pornography, you're dealing with cheating, you're dealing with having pride, you're dealing with internal jealousy, envy, all those things that we don't want to give to him. He's saying, just give it to me. I don't want to fight you over the teddy bear. Just give it to me. Give me that insecurity so I can fix it for you. You can't fix it for yourself. If you could fix it for yourself, you would have already fixed it by now. If we could heal ourselves from our issues, we would have already did it. We can't. He's saying, give it to me. I already, I already knew this about you. I've already accepted you. I'm looking at you as a finished product. I need you to get in the flow. I need you to get in this water. I need you to get in this water so I can wash that away. You keep trying to wash it away on your own. You drinking alcohol. You're doing all this stuff. You're sexing it away, uh, shopping it away at the store, singing it away. Whatever you're doing. He's saying, get in the flow because when I fix it, it's going to be fast. It's going to be quick. I'm going to wash it right off of you so that you can get to where I have you to be. And the last point is minister to one another. So learn the ways of the spirit, become intimate in your relationship with God through prayer and the word and minister to one another. That is our reasonable service is to be holy and acceptable and to minister to one another. And if you do those things, I guarantee you you will be able to get in the flow. And I'm closing. And again, I will be releasing my second podcast, which follows this series called the flow of the spirit. So now that you know to get in the flow, you need to know how to operate in the flow of the spirit. I'm going to show you how to recognize it. I'm going to show you how to police yourself. And I'm going to show you how to operate in harmony with the Holy Spirit. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you for the awesomeness that you're doing in each and every one of their lives, God. I decree and declare that even now, God, things are aligning to bless them in this particular hour, God. I decree and declare that you will begin to accelerate with momentum the promises that you still have undone in their life, God, that they will begin to open their eyes and see you raining a fresh manna down in this hour, God. I decree and declare that they'll begin to drink from a living water and they will thirst no more in the season and I ask all these things in your darling son Jesus name. Thank
0: you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today, and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to www.positivethinkingpodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.